Hey guys, what's going on? It's me and Jeff here. We're just kicking it from Redwood City, California. We're at the Social Innovation Summit uh, here with our good friend Stacy Alexander, who is the Director of Thought Leadership at AARP. Stacy, welcome. Thank you. Glad we're, to be here. We're excited to talk today a little bit about about what AARP is doing from an innovation standpoint. Tell us, tell us, Stacy, what is it that you do in your role? What's your job? My job is one of the best jobs at AARP. I really get to go out and talk to folks in the public sector, in the private sector, in academia, really about ideas and things that will help us deliver on our social mission. AARP, we're about helping people choose how they live as they age, and so we're exploring everything that factors into that. So we're talking about how people learn, how they earn, how they connect, um, all the things that make a life uh, a robust, healthy life. So we are really trying to figure out how to motivate all the folks and all the stakeholders um, to help us come up with solutions to help our members of now and our members of the future. And that's 38 million members, by the way. So just a couple. Yeah. yeah just small just a small yes. number. And you get to be kind of a uh, speedboat versus a yacht in a company when you have a smaller team and it allows you to kind of be nimble and kind of go after Exactly, exactly. We are a very nimble team. Um, we are co um, comprised of a financial resilience expert. We have a medical doctor on our team. We have someone who has a background in physics and epidemiology. Uh, we are all under the leadership of our chief public policy officer, uh, Deborah Whitman, who is a labor economist. So we have a range of experiences. My job primarily is outreach, and so I'm not really focused on one subject in particular. I'm focused on the how, the how we engage, the how we touch, how we reach people and how we drive um, inclusive experiences that help us learn what we need to do to be valuable to our members. Love it. T talk to me a little bit, Stacy. We've been focusing quite a bit lately on experiences. Mm -hmm. So to us, we're, we're big, big believers in the fact that, that experience really is what business is today. People are after experiences. They've got so many different options with who they work with. They want to be treated well. They want to have some kind of end-to-end -end good experience, whether it's online or offline. Talk to us about what it means to you to be an experience I think it's part of the DNA of AARP. We were founded um, by Ethel Percy Andrews, who was a retired school teacher. And so, you know, her life was about touching people. And she was motivated to start AARP by looking at some of her colleagues who had no benefits, who were living in poverty. Um, this is pre-Medicare, you know, pre-Social Security, all of that stuff. And, um, you know, going out and just touching people that she loved and seeing what was wrong and, and being outraged by it. So we were, we were born out of a social mission, out of a connection to people. And AARP is a national um, organization, so we have offices in every in all 50 states and U.S. territories. And we also work globally with like-minded organizations in other parts of the country. So we are not just sitting on a hill coming up with ideas that aren't, aren't rooted through real people and real experiences. So we are, we are really, um, we're really based on how we connect and talk to people. And so what, how that translates to the thought leadership team is that uh, we don't, it's not all academic. We have a stellar research team. Um, everything we do is evidence-based and we test things and all, you know, all that rigor goes too. But really, we create experiences to see how people feel about what they do. Because you can't build community. Um, you know, you can't come up with solutions to some of the most difficult problems like isolation 
and loneliness if you don't help people experience what those things feel like. If you don't tap into the things that they already know, that the, the worries they might have about their mother or their grandmother or their neighbor. If you don't, if you don't have some sense of that and if you can't um, make that visceral for people, um, it's hard to come up with solutions for that. So our team uh, recently, actually just April 12th, just did a great event um, around the issue of longer life. And the whole day was about engagement. So it was not a day of just panel discussions uh, or just presentations. It was walking people through the idea of what does it mean to have a longer life? How do you make the most of it? What would you do differently? So it's asking people questions. It's helping them walk through something that they think they know and helping them look at it a different way. Um, it's being a partner, a trusted partner, um, but not necessarily having a hierarchy where you're, you know, you're just telling them where they need to go. It's be willing to take a journey with folks. I was talking to uh, the director of AI for MIT. Mm -hmm. Trust me, I'll, I'll weave this all back together and make a point of it. But um, he was talking to me about how there's a minister of loneliness now yeah, in the UK. Yeah, in the UK. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so just talk to me a little bit about, like, I mean, that's a very granular, like, a very specific part of this and mm -hmm. things to consider, but just talk to me a little bit about that far-reaching thing. It can give us kind of an example of all the far-reaching things you guys think about. Yeah, we yeah we think about yeah we think about loneliness. We have a foundation um, which really focuses on our most at-risk and vulnerable seniors. Uh, they have a great initiative called Connect to Effect, which is really about um, getting to the core of that issue of loneliness and and you know particularly for our seniors um, in rural areas. You know we have a lot of um, support initiatives for caregivers. Uh, being a caregiver can be incredibly isolating. Whether you're caring for a parent, or I'm the parent of a special, or a parent of a special needs child uh, who has autism and cerebral palsy, that can be isolating. So finding a way to create community um, and technology is great because it's given us additional tools to do that. And so kind of marrying the technology, but also creating ways to reduce barriers to make people be able to touch each other, um, we found be incredibly valuable. Yeah. And we found that a lot of people feel this. I mean, we, we've, you know, we've done the research on kind of, you know, the, the opportunity costs, the loss of productivity and wages and, you know, how much it costs employers when, they're, when their employees are doing caregiving with no support. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different ways that you can bring different people to that conversation. And so um, I think in our work of kind of connecting and, you know, and, and building community, we can kind of be that translational group sometimes because we can talk to the private sector we can you know we can we can make the business case for why isolation is a problem you know we can talk to uh, the other advocates and social mission folks and we can talk to the academics because we kind of have all of that in our shop and that business case is really important because that's where you know things both in the workplace and outside can actually you know be effective and get done exactly so stacy talk me through um specifically for aarp i love your comments about about connections and community. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what you're all about. Mm -hmm. How do you approach that from from actually reaching your your end users? You know, from a from a physical standpoint, from a digital standpoint, you know, I'm sure there's a million different touch points that you're hitting these people on, but mm -hmm. when you're building that entire end-to-end -end experience, how does AARP look at that? I think we have, we have, we have a brilliant um, innovation team. Um, AARP has put a lot of um, resources and attention to the issue of innovation and strategy and also risk. So we have a dynamic CEO who has challenged all of, 
all BRP to take risks when you're thinking about how to be in it, innovative and create new solutions. So there are folks who are much more brilliant and articulate uh, on those issues that I'd be happy to direct you to, to talk to you about all of that. Um, I can tell you that we're putting our money where our, our, um, our mouth is. We have a social innovation fund. Um, we have we are incubating businesses with an ARP. We have a great place called the Hatchery, where we have a couple businesses that are housed who are learning, you know, testing out different tools. Um, we have some AI stuff going on there. Uh, so there's some cool things happening um, and some some market opportunities that that folks are working to bring. That's interesting, and and all of it, you know, you start talking about things like AI or whatever else, and all of it has a purpose like it's not just oh let's do AI because everybody's right. doing AI right exactly like shiny cool stuff is shiny and cool but no we are a social mission organization so at the end of the day we are trying to empower people um, to choose how they live as they age love it Jeffrey yeah I mean the other thing I want to talk about is every generation that's reaching retirement or into retirement mm -hmm has generally speaking a longer lifespan than the other one so that's it's not unique that you're always kind of having to assess okay people are going to live longer but what's what are kind of some of the factors that are making this generation that's coming up you know more of a thing that we have to consider because you read a lot of articles mm -hmm. it's discussed a lot but maybe some of the stats and figures of why we need to be intentional about thinking about it well we know that a child born today has more than a 50 percent chance of living to be about 104 years old so that has implications for everything. Whoa, 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 whoa. A child born today has a 50% chance of being, becoming 104? Yes. Yep. Mark's jaw just dropped, and you can't see that on a podcast, but it literally just hit the floor. He's like, my kids are going to live to 100. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Yes, and I can get you the exact stat for that. And it might, be, and it might even be a... Year old today, but don't I know a child born today? So, Mark, like, how so, early do you need to start talking to your kids about retirement? <laughs> I mean, I'm now. But I'm you wondering. know what? Yeah. I don't know that you need to talk to your child about retirement just because your kid has a chance of living a long, long time. Right. Uh, but maybe the the question to have is how many careers do you expect to have? That's true. You know, maybe it's the whole new paradigm. Maybe it's not a linear life. Maybe it's not. Should you just educate yourself for the first 20 years of life if you're going to be around a lot longer than that? So what we find exciting at AARP is we get to move all the pieces around. We don't have to think the way uh, we used to think about working, about earning, about any of these things. We get, to, we get to just start, you know, open it all up and think about the best solutions. So that's, that's what we find exciting, and that's why we try to engage people. So it's not about looking at what you're going to do at the end of life. It's thinking about how are you going to make the most of this longer life. At every step, which begins now. Yeah, how you make different decisions, how your thought process works, right. how you have to look into you know continuing education over time. Yeah, you know exactly. you talked about switching careers. I probably do that every two and a half months. <laughs> so it's more like every month. Yeah, yeah what and, it's like. Yeah, and and why not? Well, you, you why chase not? down whatever whatever's in front of you. But yeah, yeah. Stacy, so you're the director of thought leadership. So mm -hmm. you're kind of at the forefront of 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 what's going on in, in your industry. What are you reading? What are, what are you looking at on a regular basis? How do you stay at the forefront? And, and I'm, one of, I'm one of three directors of thought leadership because we all have our, because I'm the outreach, we have a financial and a medical person, so everybody is equally brilliant, so we, we, we have an abundance of riches. So um, we 
I can tell you, I read a range of things. Um, I read a lot of science fiction, I must admit. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm a news junkie. I'm a former Hill staffer. I'm, I'm a DC person and it's in, it's in my guts after all these years. So um, I'm a voracious reader of the news and not just the front page. So um, you, you learn a lot that way as well. Uh, I'm a big pop culture person. So um, I love reading about the culture. I love things that are um, theoretically, you know, banal that are just 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 seem superficial because a lot of times if you peel back the layers, because there are usually a few even when it's superficial, yeah. you peel back. There are things you learn about what people care about. So um, a range of things. That's interesting that you said that. There's things that you learn as you peel back that onion about different people. And it sounds like that's what AARP's business is. We wanna to get to know you well enough that we can provide and help you to build whatever that life and experience is. Exactly, and, and it's an easy thing for AARP to do because we're in folks' community. So we're not, like I said, we're not trying to get to know them just through a device. You know, we're not trying to get to know them just from looking at data on paper. We, you know, our state directors, our community outreach folks, they know their communities. Uh, we have a strong multicultural team. Um, we have a very strong commitment to diversity. Um, you know, we, we, are, we are embedded in the DNA of everywhere that we are. So that's very important to us. That's important to us in the people that we work with, that we partner with, and our vendors. Um, so we, we, you know, we walk the walk everywhere we can be. Yeah, I mean, I like that you look at everything as a learning opportunity, right? Um, I'm trying to, in my head, think about how me knowing that Pete Davidson got an Ariana Grande tattoo is a learning opportunity. <laughs> now, that is new information for me, and, I, and I'm going to use that. Use it, yeah. Yeah, because it's now it's like, hey, we've been dating for a month and a half, but I'm going to get, like, two solid tattoos uh -huh. of this person already. Uh -huh. So it's like, are we condensing, like, the commitment phase? Because in a generation, like, in a, obviously we're talking mm -hmm. future, future ARP members, but in that generation where we think these people aren't committed because they have Tinder and Bumble, mm -hmm. they're actually, that's super committed. Like, I will never be committed to the point where I have two tattoos. <laughs> Let's be honest about that. Um, but maybe talk to me about, are there certain character traits, things that, you know, you pull out from kind of understanding your members from, you know, bits and pieces of pop culture and information? Um, I can tell you members, we, and we work with members and folks who are potential and future members, yeah. so too. So just when you mentioned the Pete Davidson, I, I can just tell you what we're learning a lot about millennials who are future members. Um, is that they are hitting the same milestones. I think people think that they were kind of just, you know, pushing off everything that the folks did before them, but they are hitting those milestones. They are still being in committed relations. They are still buying buying houses, even though everybody says they're not. Um, well, they're, I mean, it's hard to afford them after yeah. the avocado toast, yeah, but I know, we get there. I know, I know. <laughs> we get there. But they're just doing them later. Yeah. Uh, everything is technically going on a little bit later, yeah. and it's just because... You know, there's a lot of technology. There's more options. Mm -hmm. Because we're living till we're 104. Yeah. Yeah. So it really is it later, Mark? No, no. it's just longer. If you start spent. crunching the numbers, like I'm 17 in normal person years. Yeah. Stacy. Congratulations! Doesn't that feel good? <laughs> it does. Isn't that a gift? This is the it gift of does. our. This is the gift of our ancestors. 
Because then I have to realize I'm going to be working for another 50 years, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do But you'll be doing what you love. I do. You'll you'll choose what you love, and that's what you'll do. Yeah, I enjoy this every time Uh we do this. Mark, only about half of the time. (laughs) Stacey, as we close out here, um, you're part of an iconic brand, a group who is doing stuff at the very forefront of, of your industry. As we talk to other companies about, well, what does it mean to be an experience maker? Mm-hmm. You know, as you continue this quest of building really cool experiences, no matter what channel or whatever. Well, any any last minute thoughts on where do you start if you want to be focused on building cool experiences? What what do you do? You be authentic. I think that's the most important thing. I think it's easy for everybody at ARP to leverage the brand because the brand represents the social mission you know it a commercial you know today might look different from a commercial 10 years from now or 10 years ago um but what what we stand for and what we're trying to do um is very much rooted in how we connect to folks so you can't fake it and i think i think consumers see that even the superficial consumers they see it when you fake it that's why some real housewives are favorites and some people hate right mm-hmm. um, i just show up for the I'll be honest. Yeah. yeah. So, so I have the privilege to work for a brand that I don't have to fake it. I believe what we stand for. I'm committed to it. I come to work happy um, because of it, and I work with colleagues and peers who feel the same way. Even when the work is hard, even when it's challenging, even when things don't go your way, and even when some of those really cool experiences don't turn out to be as cool as you thought they were going to be, our intention is rooted in our mission. That makes a big difference. What do you do when they're not as cool as you as you wanted them to be? Um, well, I curse a lot. Um, <laughs> yes. Where people can't hear me because I'm also Southern. I'm from Georgia, so right. um, so I don't. Most startups now have like the you know those little like uh, they'll be like we have these like open floor plans, but then we have these like, little glass rooms. Oh, the they're, like, rooms. they're like the little huddle room. I'm like you know that's the cursing room, yeah. right? That's yeah. just where you go in and like yeah. people just see you screaming, yeah. but they hear nothing. <laughs> Exactly. But like I said, fortunately, we have been challenged by our CEO to take risk. So as long as we learn from that opportunity, as long as we figure out what went wrong or what could go better or, or you know, and re- retool it, nothing is a disaster. It's just a, it's just a learning experience. And when you're creating experiences, you're going to have to learn and retool. So, Stacy, you win. You win, everybody. Big thanks to Stacey Alexander. It's good being the only one. Again, from AARP, who, who's one of the directors of thought leadership over there. AARP. And the director of modesty. And the director <laughs> of being awesome. Yeah. Um, pleasure having you on. You guys, thank you. We need you. to have you back again sometime soon. This was fun. Well, I'm going to bring the whole team back. I think you, Let's do it. you, you love all of us. Okay. Awesome. We'll look forward to it. AARP coming up. Thanks, guys.